0: <laughs> um, welcome to the ball game chimwag. Uh, you've got the whole crew here today, so we've got Steve, hello. Shane, hello, hello, Dave, and G Money. Right. Hello. What boys do we want to talk about today?
1: Well, Well, I want to know
2: about your weekend.
1: Yeah, Briscon.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to stay
2: quiet and well. I might ask questions, but tell me about the weekend.
3: (laughs) So a thing was done. We hosted a board gaming event at Briscon, which is a miniatures themed plus other stuff uh, board gaming and nerdy convention in Brisbane uh, over the two days of the weekend. So, which is why we're recording this a day late. And that, you know, depending on how uh, caught up we are with our episodes, you may actually hear this one relatively soon afterwards. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's probably 500. So they didn't put out exact figures. I reckon about 500 people there over the weekend doing different activities, a bunch of miniatures, wargaming, um, lots of vendors selling products, lots of demos, had some sword fighting. Um, but for us, the big part, the, the board game together group came together and facilitated a board gaming weekend
4: it was fantastic it was just wonderful we had easily uh 80 80 people there each day for saturday and sunday but then also too we probably had easily another 50 to 80 people wandering through and just checking out board games and and seeing what we were doing and, and taking away our flyers um, but what i really liked about it was you know we had two other Groups in there. So we had, you know, the, the president of LXG and Eddie assisting us for the weekend and we had um, also two, uh, David from the Brisbane Tabletop Gaming Group at Ashgrove there uh, assisting us and just having a, a good time on the weekend as well. So it was really us coming together for Queensland. It was awesome.
2: So what... Uh... Just same sort of deal with as other game days that you guys have run in the past, where there was a library of games, people um, offering teachers and that sort of thing. Or did you have anything, you know, um, different? Or um, you know, because it's because it was a con, was there anything su- any surprises or anything there?
3: Yeah, one of the th- main things we wanted to do was you know give you that sort of con feel, so you get a goodie bag. So anybody that bought a full weekend oh, ticket cool. got um, a bag of stuff. So they got you know drinks vouchers, they got a lanyard, they got a little badge. They got a free game. Um, we we shied away from more of the formal setup teaching game. So we just had a whiteboard up on the day where anybody that wanted to um, get in and learn a game or play a game and specifically teach it wrote their name up on the board. Um, and we had some demos going on at the day. We had uh, Martin Wallace, an um, international renowned game designer, come along and do some game testing and also play um, and play soundly defeat a few people playing Dune <laughs> Um He's very good at that game. Um, but, yeah, so otherwise, yeah, standardy sort of stuff, yeah. Board game library, arranged stuff and teachers.
2: What sort of games were in the in the goodie bags?
4: Yeah, so there was um, – I'll leave the good one to last. Uh, but there was Fortune by Freedom of Freeze, Llama, the card game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we also had – Cold Express. Super, uh, cold, express, super not, cold Express, not regular Cold Express. Yeah, yeah, super cold express. And and Midworks. The the original edition. <laughs> the only good one. The only good or No, that wasn't out of the Tonkin Library. Um,
3: we had a few people ask about uh Fortune, the Freedom of Freeze game, and I'd never even heard of it before, so they're like, What does this game like? and I'm like, oh it's free just don't ask questions <laughs>
2: uh, was it just like and it's just random if whatever bag you grabbed that was the game that you got and that was how it works or were there all of those games in each bag
3: no no one game in each bag and oh, you could actually yeah. see the way we'd set it up is you just took the one that you wanted so
2: uh, cool, yeah. cool
3: yeah you could choose okay. so that way you didn't
4: get a game that you already had yeah. yeah nice and we had six nymphed as well in, in yeah, six classic game and uh, yeah. the lanyards came out really well the badges came out you know when they finally arrived the um, rough the day before, which was uh, cool. We had awesome T-shirts that D- Dave designed up as well. It's, uh, the whole IP and branding just looks spectacular on the day with everyone running around. And um, we actually distinguished your, your VIG um, gamers with a burgundy lanyard and then you had your Saturday and Sunday um, ticket holders there just had a white lanyard so you is could that- tell...
2: Sorry, just a bit of a callback to the last episode. So, did the Burgundy leggings have pictures of bears on them, like the dice do for the for the colours? Um,
4: <laughs> there's the
0: true. Burgundy, yeah. <laughs> the color buying people.
4: We had we had color, we had coloured meeples, Steve. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: made it really screwed people up a lot.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which well, and great. because that
3: episode hasn't been released yet, nobody knows what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, well, we, it we, will we be done time again, yeah, that's
3: right.
4: Uh, <laughs> but also, great—the great man G Money um, spent many, many hours uh, teaching scholars to a whole heap of groups that came through. So, great work, G Money! And um, yeah, I got
1: the important lanyard color—the burgundy color.
4: Burgundy, burgundy. <laughs> <The bag-and-y. laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah so it was a full day on the saturday um we sort of opened at nine there was people in there playing games 7 30 we sort of you know let people in a little bit early um went till 10 till the caretakers kicked us out and started again on sunday morning went through till they were packing everything up at three four o'clock oh. yesterday afternoon so yeah very very solid two hours of uh, two days of gaming which is great
2: so, sorry, I feel like I'm just jumping in with all the questions here because you guys are all there, right? Yeah, so um, I've noticed that, Shane, you've got Brave Witches, your name. So I'm guessing that there was some broom service being played.
4: Yes, it was, the, it was the, probably the last game that I played of on Brizcon, and um, we occupied the good table. So we were, we were lent a table by the Tipsy Kraken. Uh, so we had this really nice table that Martin played on all weekend. And um, we ended up playing Bruce. Dave just chucked it on the table. So we're playing this. And so there, there was four players. And um, was it four or five? No, it was four. Five. 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 Yeah. That's right. So max player count. And um, I've never played it before. But you look at the game, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a kitty game.
2: <laughs>
4: and uh, first round, I was like, no, nah, this ain't no kitty game. This is brilliant. And um, I think it was it was classified as I think we actually said it shouldn't be called broom service it should be you know called take that the board game. So um it was, no no <laughs> as in, as in Take That
3: you know. <laughs> No, it there was a lot of cuss words and and you know because it's a kid friendly audience that we're going for here in season 2 uh, we can't repeat the words that we used.
4: But, <laughs> many many expletives. But um the the, the, game, the the way the game was working out, and look, I loved it because I was purposely trying to hold back on some cards because I knew this person next to me was going to be playing it. So I was just on purpose chucking it down, being brave and stopping him. And he he actually counted the amount of times I blocked him. And I went, oh, okay, he's being serious.
3: Because <laughs> there was four of us that were basically organising and knew each other quite well, and then one random guy.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> Poor random
4: guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, He was kind of the like Sh- that
4: random guy in Star Trek. You know, he's going to be in trouble.
3: The red shirt. Yeah, he the took the shirt. full wrath of Shane every oh. single time. So he's sitting next to Shane. Um, and the way the game works, you, you choose a role. So there's 10 roles and each turn you play four of them and they do different things to interact with the game board to deliver potions. But you choose one of the two variants of the characters. You have a cowardly version where you do a small action immediately or we have a brave version if you're the only brave version of that role on the whole table then you get to do it but if the person next to you decides that they're a brave version of that role then they do it and you get nothing and every single time i think the the first new guy played the brave version of the role shane would immediately counter him
4: and play the brave version and he'd get nothing what was in there was one point there because you know he actually called it out that's the seventh time you've done that to me <laughs> Insert cuss word here, and we're all laughing. But we got down to one point, yeah, yeah, he was. He was, you know, it was
3: all a
4: little bit, bit. not really. (laughs) I'm Um, telling myself he was. uh, We got down, we were down to one, it was just me and him. We had one card each, and he played the Brave Witch or the Brave uh, Garden Witch, I think it was, wasn't it? Is it a garden? Forest Witch, and I had my only one and only card. And I just went, oh, he's number eight. <laughs> laid it down, and just saw everyone just burst into tears. And um, he was like, basically throwing the bloody potions at me, almost to, as as I was gathering the potions. But God, it was good fun. Because a, a part of the rule in selecting the brave is you don't actually have to be able to do
3: the the outcome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do that to take it away from ask. other people.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Which is what Shane was doing.
4: I did it three times. I couldn't do the action. I just had to do it.
2: Uh, evil. evil. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, But look, many, many big games were played. Um, we had some role players that were playing in the part as well. So there was a lot of sort of dual trestle table games that, that took up a bit of time. Um, a very, very epic game of Nemesis um, yeah. Sunday morning.
2: Like yeah.
3: Yeah, so Troy, say, he,
2: Troy was running that, right?
3: Yeah, he took yeah. his full painted all-in version and just sort of GM'd a game where he helped people through it, which is what he loves doing. He's, he's a big fan of that. Um, but yeah, I, I actually got a game of Eclipse in. Like We had a, a fair few big games to played, which is what you like to see at those conventions. You don't often get the you know four or five hours to play those big games.
4: Mm. So, I, ended up, I ended up working out on Sunday that I could stand by the door and also teach a game at the same time. So I ended up setting up p- uh, two-player games of beer and bread. And so anyone every- that was looking for it, I was setting them up for beer and bread. Sorry, Helen.
0: No, every time I saw beer and bread being played, I thought of you and your wife.
4: <laughs> yes. I
0: was like, oh, they're playing Shae's
4: game. It's actually quite funny. It was um, Ingrid. I, I went off to go and I think I was dropping off my games or something like that. No, no, sorry, I wasn't dropping. I think I was just checking on my games for the bring and buy. And Ingrid walked up to Lauren in the um, canteen. And said, oh, Lauren, I hear you uh, you like beer and bread. Are you okay to come over and teach it? And she's just kind laughing at Ingrid and goes, hell no. There's no way I'm teaching you how to play beer and bread. Um, yes, I don't mind the game, but no, that's Shane's thing. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> um, how did you,
0: how'd you go with the bring and buy?
4: Yeah, good, good. I, I ended up selling 19 of my 20 games. Wow. Yeah. And my which, which one didn't sell? Solar Storm. The Kickstarter oh, Solar yeah. Storm. Yep. Yep. What
0: did you take? Do you know all 20?
4: Um, no, I don't. Oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took some games that were harder to get rid of than herpes. Um, it was, I took Hand of Fate.
1: Kid Friendly Gen- Season 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe let's edit that yeah. one out yeah no, we've, we've we'll fucked we, it now
4: so
3: we'll fix it. We'll to coast to
4: coast. <laughs> we tried we got 20 minutes in sorry everybody yeah i got rid of hand of fate and champions of Hara. god they were i could never i could not even sell them the amount of times i've tried selling them mm. on facebook now they're gone and um but what i liked was um i did have the solar storm on my hand but there was this young um young lad that came for the first time to a board game event with his mum and they came in on the Sunday and he really liked Pandemic and his mum said he loves playing board games. Mm. So I ended up gifting him the deluxe copy of Solar Storm. Yeah, nice. Um, because it's very similar to Pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And um, we taught him how to play Ticket to Ride and, and, and his mum as well. And his mum loved it. Mm. And then um, what we liked then is I, I heard a story where um phil was telling me later on that he he went up to phil and asked phil if he could teach him how to play solar storm and we were we were in depth in the game of broom service at that point in time so um phil said oh the guy that probably could teach you is is sitting there playing another game but then david from the brisbane tabletop gaming group said why don't you and i sit down with your mum and we'll learn the rules together and that was such a great story Mm.
0: Yeah, that's
4: awesome. That's the point of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So big shout-out to David. Hmm.
2: I actually played that game once at Springfield Gamers Night with Alison. She had a copy of that, and it is very pandemic-y. So, yeah, yeah if you like that, then you'd be fine, yeah.
3: So I I also had a bit of success at The Bring and Buy. I sold nine out of the ten games that I took for that as well. We had one left. What's the one left again? i got to ask. Well, my, mine was Calimala. Uh, okay. Which I'm more was, annoyed
0: that all these games being taken ring by and the list wasn't given to me first.
3: Well, no. Like I said, it was the one that I showed you guys last time. And it yeah, was the yeah, one yeah. I put up on Facebook and you bought something. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a really good, um, I think, introduction to having the board gamers at Briskon. So I've been involved with previous versions of that and it's very board game and miniature heavy. This time they said there is probably 10 times the amount of board games that would normally come. Because I think the board gamers bought board games to sell and then they also mm. bought board games to buy. So from Brizcon's perspective, this is the best one that they'd ever had. They take a, I think it's a 10% cut from all of the sales and they manage it all. So you just walk in in the morning, put your stuff on the shelves, give them a sheet of what it is and how much money you want for it and they'll facilitate all the rest. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the When the, the thing opened at 9.30, there was over 100 people in the line. Mm. It's just a very popular way to sell and move things. And I saw a guy walk out with a copy of Chaos in the Old World in shrink for $300 and he said oh yeah I'm really excited to play this. So it wasn't oh, small money stuff either. Yeah. A, a full all in darkest dungeon sold for I think $400 like there was a there was a lot of stuff going yeah. on. I remember last year. Blood
0: rage there for like I want to say it was like 2 or 300. Can you explain why that would be well, that, the case because the base game is only like 110.
4: Yeah, that was that um deluxe black and gold edition, wasn't it? A Kickstarter. The Kickstarter Alex version
3: or something the maybe. Yeah. yeah. Bud Reg no. initially came out on Kickstarter with a bunch of exclusive expansions and things that you can't get.
2: I um, I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I think it was the year before because last year I only went on the Sunday. Um, but yeah, the year before I went on the Saturday morning and I went into that bring and buy section and there was two, it was the same, it, was, it wasn't was long after Tom Vassell had announced that La Havre was his number one game. And there was two copies of La Havre sitting there and I already own the game, and I'm like, "Oh wow, that's that's." And then I think I went and got a drink, and I came back, and they were both gone. Like it was, they get they get snapped, and that was before the board gamers, so I could imagine it would have been chaos in there because board gamers love to buy and sell games, as we have discussed many times on this podcast. In the before, so
3: yeah, and there was a lot in there. So as I walked in to put my stuff in on the Friday, and there was two copies of Twilight Struggle there, hmm. one one for seventy dollars, and one that had Shane's name on it for seventy five dollars. <laughs> So, I got to undercut by $5 without knowing about it.
4: Needless to say, it was still sitting there Sunday. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, very successful weekend. I think uh, a lot of people had a lot of fun, which is <clears> kind of <throat> what we were going for. Um, and, yeah, introduced some new people. I like think Martin got a fair bit of playtesting done. We also had another demo. Erica Wheeler was demoing her game uh, Trigger Hex. Mm-hmm. And I think she, she was selling a few copies as well. So, that was quite good. Awesome. And that was, we were sort of anybody that was interested in having a look. Um, because they didn't have tickets because we'd sold out of, of tickets. We actually just put them with them to play the demo games to oh, check out cool. sort of what it was like. Hmm. So yeah, there, was a like point, really
0: there was a point there on Sunday because the markets were on where people were just filing through to have a look yeah. and it literally felt like you were animals in a zoo.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah.
0: did. You were on display for people to just, because they were just filing past the tables yeah. and just having a peep in at what you were doing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay.
4: Phil, Phil was standing security by the board game library at that point. And yeah. uh, there was a guy that lost lost his shit because he saw Discworld uh, sitting in the cabinet. And yeah. he, he asked Phil, he said, oh, uh, can I buy that game? And, and Phil said, no, nah, not not in your life. You know, there's no way the, the owner of that will sell it because he's only just got it. But then he pointed out, he said, plus the designer sitting there on the board game table. And then the guy lost his shit even more because he saw Martin Wallace. And... Um, he said, Why didn't I bring my games? So Yeah. yeah it was really cool. Hmm. Well and
0: um how, how, talking what, what about did you get fangirling? up? Fangirling.
4: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Like G Money was fangirling quite a bit over Martin, I have to say.
1: <laughs> I mentioned it once. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but G Money's a common enemy of words, that's probably the equivalent of about five times, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and G-Money, I overheard, I don't know who it was, and I'll have to actually try and pay attention, but somebody else asked Phil how they were going, and he said he was sufficient. I'm like, oh, I think that's trademarked. I? Cool. Uh,
1: you might have to have some yes. words
3: to feel about that one.
1: Yes, I invented the word sufficient. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> As a response to, how are you going? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: you, know. can, you can use it, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn. laughs>
0: Um, I had a very easy weekend because no no teaching was required. Um, but I played a really epic game of Tapestry with all three expansions. Um,
4: that that amazing. was
0: amazing. Yeah, that was probably my highlight of the weekend. But I got a lot of big games on. We played Blood Rage. I played Brass Birmingham for the first time. Um, and then uh, Meadow.
2: Ah, cool, yeah.
0: Which was really nice, a nice little game. And then we just played some little games, played a Sagrada. You know, we play Trigger Hex, uh, Coral Reef, Fairy Lights. So just a few quick intermediate games between big games.
4: Did you crush them in good. Blood Rage? I did. Yeah. I could have crushed
0: them more, but they, I was teaching them, and so I'm like, I better not. Um, so, yeah, I got like, yeah, I think I was 50 points ahead or something.
2: So the three tapestry expansions, is that the, including the new one that's just landed? Yeah. How does that go because I've um I've only i've only I've only played the first one I haven't even got arts and architecture or what it is yet so
0: well arts and architecture is really good because it's a whole other track so it means you have five tracks and especially if you're playing with five people it just gives a little bit more mm-hmm. you know uh, freedom. I played the arts and architecture track it's interesting it can help I mean I lost um, but yeah it's a good little track Plains employees it, it the new expansion is just more again, so it's more of the, all of the different types. Um, okay. So you get, um, and I actually don't know because I actually went from base game to all three expansions, so I don't actually can't break it down to what was what. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. with the with one of the expansions, you get like a green board and a um, a brown board to decide which of your you know, your little cities you're going to do and they've hmm. got different things. So instead of just being you've got to ignore the red dots, you've got you might have Tetris pieces that you have to fill in and they're your zones. Or you might have lines that you've got to go along. Or you might okay. be able to include a red dot for the purposes of filling a square. But to fill, like by the end of the game if you don't cover your red dots, you lose points. Okay. Um and then they've got new like new tapestry cards, new um civilizations so the civilizations they've got like aliens and things like that so they've got really cool different things Mm -hmm. uh the best thing that came with the third expansion is it came with an updated rules book that just is the complete game now
2: yeah cool. you just
0: need to look at the one rule book and it's got everything you need in it to the point of when they did it they've obviously done some player testing and gone this card's a bit too strong so they've got some back of the page rules that says when you're doing this card do this instead yeah, so right. they've just done some adjustments to some cards that were too too easy to win on. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the best thing. And now that we've integrated it, you just you just play the whole game. It's not like most Stone Stonemaier. The um, expansions just add. You don't have to go, oh, I just want to play the base. You wouldn't. You just play the game. As yeah. yeah, fair. But they all just fold into each other. You don't have to, like, separate them out or anything.
3: Yeah. Hmm. No, no, I've never played a game of Scythe with the Wind Riders in it. The, the wind gambit. The wind gambit, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's funny. Like we we obviously I have played a few games with them, and it's it's a weird thing. It really is dependent on the two tiles you draft, like you draw, because like when you play that, you flip over two tiles, and one of them will be how many things it can take, which will either be workers or or resources, and then the other one is how many spaces they can move. Um, and it's so dependent on what those two things are. They can be super important or they can be literally just left on your home base and never used. And It really depends on those two cards. So a little bit like your TI4 games, Dave, mm-hmm. if we're going to use them, I will veto a whole bunch of cards uh, until we get a combination that makes them useful
4: mm-hmm.
2: because they look amazing and they just most, if you don't do that, sometimes they can just sit on the home base for the whole game. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's a it's a good point, Helen. Like there is a lot of games with a lot of expansions that, that do add to it and, and sort of make it unplayable almost without them. But things like Terraforming Mars, we, we thin and, and play and pick out and choose a lot of stuff. So like the few times that we've played with the Venus expansion, nobody's really enjoyed it. No. Um, so we'll often try and pare that back a fair bit. And same with the, the Turmoil one, like it's great. And it adds a bit of interest if you played it heaps. But to just sit and play the game occasionally, it doesn't, really add anything to the experience Hmm. um so you we'll often cut it back from a a full expansion game but i still haven't actually played with my version of alchemist for quacks either i've only played with the herb yeah same here yeah
0: yeah, yeah. see, and I'm I'm sure that's right, and I don't disagree with you. I think that for tapestry, I just can't be bothered going through the cards and, and figuring <laughs> out which ones are which and separating yeah. them. That just mm. seems like too much effort, so I'll just swear, like, eh, it's a full game now. That's the game. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Grant, I'd be really keen to hear your impression of scholars, mate.
1: So I managed to teach it twice. Both times it went for about five hours, I would say. Ooh, wow. So it was kind of like three hours in the morning break for lunch, and then we finished by about two both days. Um, The first teach, Christy was there and helped me a lot sort of get it through. Uh, By the second day, the teach was a lot smoother that day because I didn't really focus too much on the rules. I just kind of gave the concepts and then let everyone sort of like ask questions and sort of figure it out for themselves. So the second day went really well. Everyone played it. I mentioned it to them that, you know, we would probably have to finish it like, if, if people were doing other things, there was no way this was going to finish. Mm. Um, but everyone, like, by about 11.30 was like, no, no, we'll keep, we want to keep playing this and finish it. Like, you know, um, the two people there who were kind of like, I guess a bit more, like, into board games and had played a bit more, they they were, like, fully into it. And um, everyone finished. The scores were relatively close. And I felt like it went pretty smooth on the second the second teach. So it was really good. It was a positive experience. We all had a lot of fun. No pressure or anything like that. And the games, I reckon, the game's terrific. Uh, it's just another success in the long line of Garfield game successes that I don't think they're capable of making a bad game. It doesn't. It's just right? trying to evolve and change and change, like change systems and stuff like that. So.
2: So out of curiosity, max player count then, four players?
1: Four players, yep, in line so, with the usual.
2: So out of curiosity then, is that the five hours, is that because it's a first play and sort of feeling your way through it? Yeah. What do you feel like? So if, if all four players knew what they were doing, what, what kind of time would you estimate a game?
1: I would say two,
2: two and yeah. a half. And do you think it's like Paladins where it might be better at two or three player than the full player count?
1: I think two players would be really fun because there's not gonna be any real blocking of what you wanna do. It's like your game. Mm-hmm. Four player there was the slight there's a slight amount of oh that they took that scroll and I wanted it. Right. But it's not like targeted. It's not like I'm going to take that because I know you want it. It's just by accident. Yeah, yeah okay.
3: And the thing I was overhearing, I didn't actually see or or talk to you too much about it, but it's not known game length. Like there's cards that come through. Yes, it's um, a random.
1: Determine. Yeah, as Wayfarers is, is like you know you can you choose when you end the game. Like someone has the choice. Hmm. Yeah. This is very similar to Pandemic with the uh, cards that do the um, ep- epidemic. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know you you shuffle them into the deck, like you know so that they're spread evenly throughout the deck. And you once you draw one, you do, uh sort of one of the four main actions. Once that last card is drawn out of the deck, that triggers the end of the game. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like when the third one's drawn, if you've you got know you options, get like, do, do yeah. something. Don't do yeah. everything. Don't, don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing at the end of the game. Yeah.
4: And, and you can actually limit, you can actually reduce your time of play as well by uh, stacking the cards. So there's a little card in, in the uh, how to where you can actually make it a shorter game or you can go legend status and right. make it a really long game.
1: Yep. We played the casual mode just because obviously people are Mm. learning but it feels like um you know sometimes when you play terraforming Mars you want to play with prelude because you just want to like expedite the process yeah but sometimes you want to play like from absolute base so like certain cards that give you bonuses early on are better throughout the whole game Mm. this kind of feels like that because some bonuses you get early on will pay out really well over the whole game yeah Mm. so you want a longer game to sort of get those bonuses but it was fantastic um super happy shane was kind enough to allow me to teach it and stuff and yep wholeheartedly recommend
4: yeah was no, uh and thank you mate you did an awesome job uh everyone was raving about it that you taught um and everyone was raving about the game chris christy ended up walking away and teaching it later on on the saturday night uh to another player and then he said to me afterwards without a doubt it's his favorite uh, of the Garfield games. Uh,
2: it's just, it's like, that's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Paladins it's, is right there. It's, uh-huh. it's so, <laughs> like, when I was doing our top 10 games, I'm like, there's three of them in my top 10, and that's not including Wayfarers, which would probably be in my top 10 now. I'm like, it's not possible. It doesn't make any sense. And, yeah. like, I don't know if you saw the, I'm sure you guys all saw the announcement last week where that, Bloody Ezra Nehemiah looks looks like a game crossed with a Shem Phillips game. I'm like, I I don't know how I can react to these things anymore because they just they
4: can't just keep getting better. But it appears as though they are. It's like their it's like their greatest hits album. This one. So
1: yeah. What dark ever... did they
4: sell their souls to to be able oh. to
1: create such amazing board games?
2: Yeah, I, I don't. Understand. I just I don't. Understand. And you I feel know, like sometimes maybe I'm being biased because I've got such a they've had such a great track record, and I love their games, and they're awesome people. But no, they're just like we we. I had a game group over of a bunch of new people the other week, and we played Architects, and then we had they had them go over again on Wednesday night, and I'm like, what game do you want to play? Like, we really want to play Architects again. So we played it with the variable setups, and then they're like, "This is awesome! Can you show us?" Because I've got the the play map? Um, and we only play with the arts, the um, artisans' Age of Artisans expansion. We didn't play with the Works of Wonder, um, but that's on the board. So they're like, "Well, next next week, can we play it again? But can we use this this expansion now?" And I'm like, "So it's not just me. It, they're just awesome games. Like, yeah." I don't and know that-, that I've
0: ever played
1: one.
2: What?
0: I don't what? know if I've ever played a
1: game at all. It's, it's okay.
4: Relax, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited. I, Is I this wish when I'd been down there. I could... No. 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 <laughs> I'm, now, I'm, I'm now loading up your next game day with Yeah, me. that's what I'm
2: thinking. I just want to come yeah. around and be like, all right, weekend, let's go. We are starting <laughs> well, Ra- like in Raiders. When I played Brass, that was my first
0: Martin Wallace game.
4: Yeah,
2: great game. What it's did you game. think? Actually, that's a great question because I didn't like it after my first play. What did you think of Brass?
0: We had an interesting teach. I think that it would have been a better experience had we just read the rules. It's not a long rule book. Um, I think that it would have made more sense to us to just read the rules from front to back and then play it. We just made some errors early on that sort of really tainted the game. Um, And then there was a couple of times where I just, yeah, I did a Helen and uh, (laughs) had opinions on other people's games. Which uh, G-Money saw some first hand of when we played a very quick game of Land First C at the end of the day. I'm like, no, don't do that there. Put that there. You get more points. <laughs> I did that classicness, which is really frustrating for people, especially the person who isn't getting the benefit, the person that's getting the loss from the fact that you told them to go there and that's where they were going. <laughs> so
1: Still only lost um, by a point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
4: I think um, in, in your defence, Helen, we did ask Martin to come over and maybe do the teach for you and he was like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: no it's fine um, i really think that it's just i i love a quick rule book i think the four pages i think it's actually six but you know most of it's just literally talking about the different things i just think it's it's not a long rule book which i think is great and anybody should just read it and, and then play it in terms of the game it was lovely um i wouldn't put it over tapestry so, it, you know, it's got a place for sure. It's a, hmm. I would say, a better version of Ticket to Ride, because it's a similar thing, right? You're doing train tracks, but there's just things you're doing at the end of the train tracks. So, wow. I know it's not Ticket to Ride. But it's ride. On.
1: Right. <laughs> ticket to Ride. To Martin Wallace. please number... tell that to Martin Wallace. No.
4: <laughs> the number one board game on Board Game Geek is getting compared to Ticket to Ride. Love it. Yeah, yeah translation well,
1: it, game's hot garbage that's what i thought <laughs> yeah.
0: no it wasn't it was a great game it was a great um, game i would play it again okay. i wouldn't buy it it's not something i play all the time but if it was on offer and someone was playing it i would absolutely get in and play it
4: Look, it definitely is, rewards it. multiple plays like the yeah. play it a few yeah. more times you'll enjoy it more again. yeah but i, I, think that's
0: absolutely I
4: true. i'm similar to steve and i didn't like the game at all and i played it a few times but it's also to again back to dave it's like you know it's Always who you, you know, you're you playing the game with is you're going to enjoy it more. And so I played Brass with Dave and, and a few others one night and that was it. I enjoyed it. I actually, actually, I got it about, I think Dave might have saw it. I mean, I did get some help near the end, but I Dave might have saw my head click where I was actually went, okay, now I get this game. Mm. I was about three quarters of the way through it.
2: It's a funny thing. It's interesting you make the comparison Ticket to Ride because as my mother was visiting and we played Ticket to Ride Europe Sorry. a couple of times over the weekend and there is no way in hell I'd put brass on the table for my mother. No. <laughs> so it never happened. Um, oh, but, yeah, no. it, it, but it is, it's, it's funny though because I'm very much, I am wouldn't say it's shallow, but a game needs to grab me first time. I'm not one of these people like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Pipeline in the past and, Pipeline is a game where it's not going to grab many people on the first play. It's going to it's gonna be like things are going to, because most of the time you sit there going, how on earth do you get more than 200 points? And then all of a sudden things click and you start getting 900 and 1,000 points or whatever else. Um, and I get that, but I'm not someone who looks for that. I, I need the game to grab me on play one. It's very hard to get me get back for a game two. So with Brass, it was a bit of a surprise that I did give it another go and I have then bought it for a second time because I'd sold it after the first time. Hmm. Um, and, and now I love it and just can't get it to the bloody table to play anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it is it is one game that is second chance save for me, for sure. It was. Yeah. yeah and so I'm putting I'd...
0: out there, you're right. It's absolutely nothing like Ticket to Ride. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Oh, no, it's really no, not. No, 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 it's a resource-based thing. But I just, Good. you know, I didn't. I I decided very early on and I did this with Tapestry as well. I wanted to play a new track on Tapestry, so I I knew I wasn't gonna win that game, but I was gonna learn something different. Um so Worcester is on the board. It's one of the locations in Brass Birmingham. I lived there.
4: So oh, my yeah. entire
0: game was just about owning Worcester.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and so I stayed on
0: one side of the board, and yeah. then I couldn't get pottery and pottery obviously gives you extra points, so I got one pottery out yeah. of lot and yeah, I just yeah. I yeah. I did a lot of money. I got lots of money, hmm. but I just, yeah. Didn't get... A hot
2: no, I just... My hot tip for brass is to never go into the game thinking, all right, I'm going to try this really bizarre strategy and I just need all of these things to work in my favor because that never happens. And you end up on negative points because you're spend... <laughs> you taking too many loans out of the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no. I
0: also just didn't want to interconnect with everybody else because then mm. they can steal all my spots. Because that's the thing I didn't understand. So you can use somebody else's track to get, do you know what I mean? To go and buy stuff in a section of place. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to get there. Somebody just mm-hmm.
3: connecting the networks to the markets, you mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. But then if you connect your network to someone else's network, you can then use the market through their network.
1: Yeah. Getting yeah. The, getting the coal you need to build things in other places, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah. That's um,
3: mm-hmm. For me, it was one of those really interesting ones because I, I have a bit of a, you know interesting love-hate with Brass as well. Like I, It was one of the first games that I got after I got into board gaming in that next step after the initial sort of Puerto Rico and Ticket to Ride stuff. And so I bought it because it was highly ranked on BGG and I loved the look of it and it looked really pretty. Went and played it with a friend who just blitzed and obliterated everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it was again, it was the first game that I'd played and he crushed us all. While teaching us, I'm like, oh, I don't really mm. like this game. But it's rare that, that I have that experience. Like, I'm not like you, Steve. I'll, I'll play a game five times before I sort of make the call to turf it. Um, but for me, that was definitely one. I didn't touch it again for another two years after that. It was just, oh, that was that was gross. <laughs> yeah. it, it is an easy game to do that. And it was a, a very light teacher. He said, make sure you put your level twos out in the first stage. Okay, and go. And yeah, right. if you don't hear that and you don't do
4: that, the game is very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually a a game that he brought out even well before Brass. I think it was actually in between Brass, Lancashire and Birmingham, and it's called Age of Industry. Mm. Um, And that is kind of like a Brass Light version, so similar Mm. to Steam Rails to Riches, which is like a a, a light version of Age of Steam. Um, And uh, so I've played um, that a couple of times now, Age of Industry, and enjoyed that, Mm. um, which then helped me click and grasp a little more on brass.
0: Do you see, I wouldn't have classified brass as a heavy game. Oh, it like is. Like, it's a long game, yeah. but it's not a difficult game.
1: They have, like, tournaments. Yeah. It's like, it, massive it, it, worldwide tournaments for it.
2: I understand what you mean, Helen. The, where it gets difficult is when you play against someone who knows what they're doing, you go, oh, I don't know how to play this game. Uh, it's, it, it's very much, there's, like, a level. You, you can do all the things without, but that doesn't mean you're, you you know how to play the game, I guess. And I'm not putting myself in that category either. My wife and I get a lot of enjoyment out of it because we generally, whoever wins, wins by like one to five points, uh, which is awesome. You know, like 131 to 134 is an awesome game. But if I went and played it against someone who plays the loads, I'd probably get beaten by 60 and not really understand why. Um, because it is there's a lot there's a lot of nuance to that game that I think it, like Dave said rewards extra plays if you play that a lot,
0: yeah, that's where we were by the way. we were like one thirty five one thirty
2: eight and one forty seven yeah right. I also love it's one of those games, and almost all of my favorite games are like this where there's not a points track that's telling you the exact situation of the game, like you you mm. really don't know where you stand you've got to try and really think about oh, am i am i winning this game and where where am i placed um i love that in games and that's definitely one of those games where you're doing all the count up at the end and you're going oh shit i'm gonna win this game or i'm just gonna lose or yeah yeah
3: so we had a we had a great game of junior Imperium with martin and it was almost of that like it, June's got a little bit of that where there's some enough hidden information. You don't actually know who's going to win. There's a, hmm. there's a victory point trigger that as soon as someone gets the 10, you do the counter. But there's enough hidden ways that it doesn't actually matter. So we played on the weekend. I ended up on nine. Michael was on 11. Martin Walls got 15 points. Holy! wee. Which in June is... It, the end game trigger is 10. And so he got six points, six victory points in the last... Far hour. out. Wow. Which was phenomenal. Um, and, and that was it. He just he was able to combo enough cards together with enough tech, with enough um, uh, spice cards that he just had. I, I can do this, which gives me this. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Which gives me- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's glorious. But it was a really good, we're all sort of pegging up the same and you could just see him sort of take one step too far and go, actually, you know, he's going to win this game. Yeah. Quite a yeah. Lot. yeah. So, yeah, I'm um, with mean, you. Hidden, hidden win information is the best way to do it. Hmm.
2: Any other highlights? Did um, did we have the um? I think you mentioned at the start the um, live action role play people doing their medieval battles out the front.
3: Yep. Yeah, uh, they were in that's there. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a good um sort of side so they were right next to the food truck so you could just go and like get a hot dog and sit at a table and watch these (laughs) people whacking each other with swords (laughs) Uh, that would be my only
0: note for next year would be that they should have different food trucks on each day (laughs) because i had the same two food trucks on both days i'm like nah any
3: more variety that's my only
0: only side more choice choice. although
3: breakfast cheese gransky was pretty good
0: did you have one? Oh, do you know, I saw that and thought of you, Dave. I was like, I hope I, oh. I, I went to come back and tell you about it.
1: Oh, no, I, I got one. <laughs>
2: First name basis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you eat all those Oreos I gave you, Dave? Yeah, I did. I uh, was stuffed. <laughs> everything's uh, shut today, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm
0: RGA. My RGA is never shut. Yeah,
1: oh, my daughter
2: been... just went to work at IGA, and that's an emerald, so there's definitely something down your way open. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: so and we've got um we've got games tonight to sort of back it up so sitting here after playing a fair few bigger games and lengthy complex games are trying to figure out what we need to do
1: we're playing Dune Imperium
3: <laughs>
0: are you playing that in person
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Monday night yeah game night but though we did get a pipeline game in um, yeah I, I saw that. that I saw the I was like
1: Ooh. damn you did that when I left like
4: yeah yeah bloody hell that was tough I got yeah. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't try and get out of it neither. I'm just, I'm just going to keep refining and selling and selling back to the market. And I didn't do too bad in the end, really. So, it, you
3: know, pipeline is a game that stresses you mentally. Um, it is, there's so much variety and and you, the more, the, as I said to someone while we were playing, the more time and energy you can invest with your brain to figure out what to do, you will play better. Um, we This is 12 hours into the game day and we had sort of an hour and a half spare at the end of the evening. So I convinced a couple of people to play Pipeline and we played Pipeline. Um, but yeah, it worked out. We got the game in. It wasn't as lo- a long version of Pipeline, which that can also happen. Uh, scores were really close, but everyone didn't hate it, which is a massive win in Pipeline's world.
1: <laughs> I, I, I still hate it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, even, even if you love that game, you hate it,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. I, I love that game so much and I despise it.
2: <laughs> um, I think he's doing a new one it's like I think it's planting it's like like they're doing the root system of a something I think it's like a pipeline style but it's I'm sure it's sorry he's jumped into the nature on the nature bandwagon but man.
1: trailblazers uh, could be an imposter though
2: maybe because it's yeah. a plant because uh,
3: he did Curious Cargo which sort of refined it down with a little bit of you know moving things around but through the networks that's
2: more stressful that game
3: yeah, because it yeah, takes away any of the economic and the other parts. And then yeah. so he's done Trailblazers now, which is literally just that networking building aspect.
2: Yeah, right. Maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I just, it was like a nature themed one that looked very similar.
3: Yeah, building hiking trails.
2: Hiking trails. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: cool, cool. But becoming a Kickstarter soon.
2: Yeah. Um, so I've got a game night on tonight too. We got our f- uh, Friday family game night. that got moved to Monday because Helen's been Heidi's been doing the um, her uh, Rock of Ages performances. So yeah. um, we're playing Bad Company tonight.
4: Yeah, so, excellent.
2: Yeah, not played it yet. So I've done, learned the rules and got it all punched and ready to go. So it should be fun.
4: Enjoy I,
0: I think I saw that on the table this weekend. Actually,
4: yeah, it was yeah. a few times, a I, of times. I Spent the time teaching it, so it was good.
3: What's everybody else up to this week after you come down
4: from gaming? Uh, I've got an 8-ball family game night on. So there's no board games. I've actually got a a pile of board games in the shed at the moment that I need to now stack back into the shelves. So I thought this afternoon I'm just going to take them all out of the shelves, give it a good dust, put them all back in in a whole new different way instead of the way I was doing it previously. Then we have our 8-ball night to win the Bugs Bunny Warner Brothers Movie World Trophy as a family. And um, and then Wednesday night we have the Fugitive Ferret uh, board game night. And Friday night we have Friday nights at the uh, Community Place at Kalinga. So board games, board games, more board games. Nice.
0: Yeah, I've got board games Friday night as well, friend's birthday. So looking forward to that. Um, so I actually bought him Meadow. So I'm hoping that in the week between now and he get his birthday, that he doesn't buy it for himself. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, other than that, I too, I'm gonna re reorganize my board games, clean the shelves, put them back on, and stuff.
2: Mm. I did something pretty cool um, this week. I, I shared the photo with you guys, but I bought a whole bunch of games to give to the Bahinia library um, which is a this it's like a locality it's not even a place it's just a town hall that's it and that's also doubles as a library but um, I'm actually going down there to run a board game night for them, for mental health um, so I bought all these games but it's like it's funny because some of the games I'd played and moved on and hadn't played in a long time so I'm um, I'm I'm also sometime this week going to reteach myself Everdell because uh, it's one of the games, and um, just refamiliarize myself with a couple of the other ones that I hadn't played in a while. Like like it's been – I'm sure I could pick up Pandemic and just play it without thinking, but I haven't played Pandemic for like three years. So games like that. And what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to print out QR codes and stick them on the uh, inside of the box, which will be like a link to a YouTube video of how to play the game. So if ever someone's looking – That's a clever it. idea. Yeah, yeah. so going to do that this, this so, week. What, what day is that? What day is the yep. Bahinia game thing? Yeah, on? yeah. What day do you doing? Um, that? It is the weekend of. Oh, the weekend. S- Saturday, 20th of May.
4: Because uh, I, I was going to say you should do Star Wars Clone Wars if it was on a <laughs> Thursday night for May the 4th.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately. Um, I don't know whether it'd be the audience for Star Wars, but <laughs> oh, you mean the pandemic version? Pandemic version. version. Yeah,
4: yeah yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. The new pandemic
2: uh, version. Oh, for a second there, Shane, I thought you were going to say, oh, I'll come up to Bahinia. I'm like. Would you really? Um, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll come
4: up and teach broom service.
0: (laughs) That sounds sure to help with people's mental health. Shane wants to start like rewitching them all over the shop.
4: Everyone
2: had a good time except that one guy (laughs) who sat next (laughs) to Shane.
0: My friend mentioned that Board Games, um, Board Game Geek has like cheat sheets almost, like a one-page rule set-up. So even if you print mm. off some of those and put them in the box too, so once they have read the it's yeah. just a quick reference guide. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to also do like a, a um components list so that's like a tick and flick. So when you take the games back, you can double-check that you've got everything that should be there and that sort of stuff. Grat so, mate. Yeah
3: should be good so how are you going to recommend YouTubers? Are you going to mix it around or are you going to you got a favorite that you're going to qr code to
2: oh uh, i yeah I'll, I'll depending on the game i'll choose all the options um yeah there'll, there'll be a lot of rodney i imagine and john gates games will get a good run um and i think because of the types of games they are too i think that's all i think every game will be covered by those two like because like the, the heaviest games probably wingspan like wingspan everdell and then everything else is like Ticket to Ride, um, Pandemic, uh, like Six nipped, um code names. There's nothing like I deliberately haven't gone heavy with anything. Um, the heavier, like the heaviest two games, are also the most beautiful games. So they're going to want to get played. So therefore, they're the ones I've got to focus on the most. And Rodney does a wingspan teach, and I, I don't know if he does an Everdell teach, but I'm guessing he probably does. Sounds like a game he would have done a teach for. So.
3: Yeah, I'm sure he does.
2: Hmm.
3: Cool. Well, does anybody have a topic that we're going to talk about next time? <laughs> oh,
2: I did have one during the week, but it wasn't a board game related one. But I thought, oh, but Perfect. I can't remember what that was now. No, cause God's gone. I'll, to, I'll edit it in. Like yeah. Atlanta <laughs> if- Falcons. Into um, that dead air that we were just
3: talking
0: about. <laughs> Top 10 romantic comedies.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just set yourself up for it. Here's my idea.
2: <laughs> yes. I've, I've got Isn't a brilliant idea. It is. Yeah.
4: Do we want to do the? Um, do we want to do the uh, our nominations for the Board Game Geek Awards? Just pick out all the, the, the ones that are doing all the gaming ones and do our what we think might win it. Maybe. Sounds like research, yeah.
0: <laughs> it does sound like <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Just
3: don't let it. We'll just turn up. No, no, yeah. if you put if you them in the chat, I will guarantee look at them once
2: <laughs> as we're deciding who wins. So, that's yeah,
3: <laughs> we'll do it on the night. They
0: also just put <laughs> them into an automated simulator and let it pick for yeah. yeah. Oh, no, wait, that will yeah. be G manly, and we'll just
2: edited a bit where we're all going oh yes that's a very much deserving winner of this category yep.
3: <laughs> yeah that was one of the most awkward bits on the whole uh, briscon week it just sort of come back to me so we didn't plan on how to do the giveaways in advance so on my phone while we're there i'm getting some tech advice from a friend <laughs> on how to export the attendees list into a spreadsheet which I've then put into a phone version so I could see it, which I've then assigned a number to. And then I've gone to a website and just doing random number generators and then going back to the list. So I'm sitting there with this megaphone in my hand with two windows open on my phone, like random number scroll. Okay, it's that number. Yay, congratulations, this person you won. Oh, would not do again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when all you needed to do is put them into draw your names. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could have done that. Well, there's a whole bunch of ways that we could do it, but wheel. yeah, yeah, just the the fact that it was was one of those little things that we probably should have thought about in advance that we didn't. But that's that's why you learn, right? That's the, the first event that we did in this way, it was good to pick out some of those things.
0: Is your intention to do another event this year?
3: I don't, I don't know. know. What are
0: you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a debrief for the first event. We'll come back to you, hon. Sounds good. We're certainly looking forward in to that... hearing
0: what your committee comes up with.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nominations are open for the committee, by the way. <laughs> we are. We're certainly open, at, and we're locked in for 2024, 2025, and 2026 with the Briscon guys. So, uh, looking forward to that. I'll be there but next year. We yeah. do have a an event with the, the community place coming up on June 24th. So, we're looking at um, uh, advertising that in the next few days. And that will be under the board game together, Queensland banner with the TCB. So.
2: All
4: right. Awesome. Well, I am going to go and start putting all my board games away.
0: I'm going to go and find out why my little baby boy is crying.
4: I'm going to load up in
2: the last the episode 14 of the podcast. <laughs> what a fun. See, season two on. episode one you mean
3: yeah.
2: uh, if you're yeah. a fan of the podcast and you're listening to this i hope the last week's been fun because you've had more episodes in the last week than potentially any other three month span previous so,
1: <laughs> fun's a strong word yeah. yeah and happy may
3: yeah and uh yeah all, that. Uh, all right all right thanks friends pleasure thanks, again
2: guys. great to hear about the weekend mm. yes not jealous
4: at all yeah it was great yeah, that's
3: great just some good moments like it really does a lot of good memories coming out of it but i think the i was the recording
4: i went i went. So but, uh, <laughs> I, I will say i will say thank you to everyone like dave you know your work was amazing grant another stellar effort helen you on the day has been brilliant as well and uh and then also to our you know tristan did an awesome job of teaching Ben Todd as well was brilliant, and um, Dave Crew was teaching as well. It was just fantastic. So and your lovely
0: family for manning the
4: yes, tenting. Lauren and Max yep. did an awesome job. Max was a trooper, and yep. um, it was hilarious. Okay, he
0: fell asleep on the on the job.
4: He fell asleep on Sunday. <laughs> God, it was hilarious. We saw him there. Lauren called me over, and uh, there he was, slouched in the chair, head head on the stove, yeah. fast asleep. <laughs> He's got two camp chairs and he's put them next to the
3: stove and he's stuck his arm inside his hoodie and he's gone to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. That's
2: hilarious. Going to be an engineer with those sort of skills. Yeah. Making (laughs) stuff out of nothing. Yeah. Well, good. I'll thank you again, folks. Catch everyone on the next episode.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Bye, guys.